Hey guys, thanks for listening. Let's talk about today's sponsor, and that is BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, like anxiety or depression? BetterHelp will assess your mental health needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help, guys. It is professional, confidential counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available. The service is available to anyone hearing this podcast worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, anywhere, send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever, ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you ever need to. So visit BetterHelp.com slash spark. That's BetterHelp.com slash spark. Welcome back to the Two Marks and a Spark Wrestling Podcast brought to you by BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash spark to save 10% off your first month of professional mental health counseling. BetterHelp.com slash spark. Well, let's get right in to NXT for April 20th, 2021. I thought this was, in comparison to last week's NXT, a pretty bland show. I'm going to be honest. I Okay, I shouldn't say bland. I should say it didn't have as much to it as last week's did. There was some goofy segments with the way I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't even have them in my notes here. Cause I just wasn't paying attention at this point. <clears throat> so the show starts, Kyle O'Reilly comes out with his horrible new music. I will never get used to that new music. And he's sa- talking about, does he want to challenge for the North American title? And, and then he says, no, I'm going to go after carrying cross. And then he makes some time pun and says, he's talking to carrying cross. Then comes Cameron, out comes Cameron Grimes, says he wants to start a business relationship with Kyle, maybe help protect him, maybe vest in him, whatever you want to say. He talks about NFTs for a minute. Kyle says he's doing a great job with stonks. Um, this is, this, this, this was stupid. This was fucking stupid. This whole segment. Kyle started out as a serious promo and I was fine with it. And then Grimes came out and the whole thing got fucked up. Because Grimes' gimmick sucks. I love Grimes, but his gimmick sucks. I just don't get why the hell they were like, oh, well, GameStop stocks and people are saying stonks now. So, you know, we'll have a guy do that. Well, that that doesn't make any sense, like, at all. (coughs) But... The promo from O'Reilly was fine just after Grimes came out. It got a little fishy. And then O'Reilly's like, hold on, I need to find my opponent for tonight. I just saw him. I don't know where he went. And then O'Reilly puts his sunglasses back on and punches Grimes in the throat. They go backstage. L.A. Knight says, let me talk to you. I'm going to put this freak Loomis in the ground, so on and so forth. Knight and Loomis have a pretty solid match. It ends when Loomis is distracted by Indy Hartwell. 
Knight catches him in the ropes with his like middle rope cutter or whatever. It didn't look like it fully connected, but it caught him for a pinfall. So that was that. And LA Knight beats Dexter Loomis. Thanks to Indy Hartwell kind of causing a mini distraction after the match. Indy goes to the ring and it looks like we're going to get a continuation of this horrible freaking romance angle that they've been trying to do with these two. That doesn't make any damn sense. And that then here come the way they pull Indy away before she can kiss Dexter. And then we go to commercial and come back. Beth Phoenix is there with Io Shirai who says she's planning to take some time off before she gets her rematch for the NXT women's title. And then Taya Valkyrie, Frankie Monet, who still has not wrestled on this wrestling program, mind you, to say she'll take her spot at the top of the division while Io is gone. And then Io says a bunch of stuff to her in Japanese and leaves. I'm not kidding. This happened. Um... Don't get me wrong, this didn't bother me too much because EO is great, Taya's really good, and that was that, and then we went on to the next, I think this is where they did the first interview bit, yeah, this is where they do the interview with The Way talking about trying to they were trying to ask indy you know what's your thoughts on them trying to keep dexter away from you and then they basically cut the way cuts the whole thing off more way goofy garble and then bronson reed is like i want another match for the north american title and austin was or austin theory was basically like you gotta go through me first pal da 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 and there was just a goofy jig there and then yeah then Candace and Indy later on in the show. I'm just going to cover all these goofy way segments right now because they were so inconsequential to this show until they made an announcement later. So the next way thing that happens here is right after the next match, which was Grizzled Young Vets versus, versus Breezango, which was actually fine. I didn't catch the end because I got a phone call, but I didn't catch the end of this match. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets won. That's all I saw. I did not catch the end of that match. It was a good match from what I saw. There was nothing wrong with it. It had no build, but it it was a it was a solid TV match. I can't really complain about it. What wasn't solid was what they did with the way in this show. And you're noticing how I'm bitching about this a lot because it sucked. And I don't know why they're doing this to poor Johnny Gargano, who's fantastic. And I don't even mind Austin Theory, and I really like Candice LeRae, but this group is the most disheveled group I've ever seen, and it shows later on when Candice and Indy, after this little interview I was just telling you about, they're looking for Mr. Regal, or they're looking for somebody, I'm guessing Mr. Regal, or... But they end up finding Ember Moon and Shotzi and acting like that's who they were looking for. Little did Candace know that Indy had made contact with Dexter Loomis like half a mile back down the hall. So she's talking about how we want another match for the, or we want a match for the women's tag titles again or whatever. And then Ember and Shotzi were basically like, what do you mean we? It's just you standing there. And then they drag her into her room and beat the brakes off her. Why? Why? Are you trying to split this faction up? 
Are some of them going to go babyface? What is the point of this Indy Hartwell Dexter Loomis thing? Neither one of them are remotely relevant on this show, really, outside of the now segments you're putting them in. You've got Dexter Loomis in this, like, mini feud with L.A. Knight where he just looked like a geek for, you know, five minutes. And L.A. Knight won, who you've made look like a geek since you signed him, which is a mistake. This The booking on this show tonight was just... F- the booking on this show tonight really sucked, and it doesn't get much better. The matches themselves were good. I wouldn't say there was a bad match really at all on this show. And nothing was like particularly underwhelming. It was just the segments themselves. It seems like the wrestling is always good on these NXT shows, but when it comes to cutting promos or doing backstage segments is where this show really, really, really struggles to keep up with AEW Hell, you could argue that in some ways, for as bad as SmackDown is sometimes, that it struggles to keep up with some of the more middle-tier stuff on SmackDown. And I don't think it's because there isn't talent there, because there definitely is. I think NXT as a whole is a better show than anything the main roster is doing right now. But this show is proof in the pudding that they really, really need to rethink how they're doing some of these segments, because this was sloppy. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of starting to get out of order and out of line here, but my goodness, this show. And then we get Saray and Zoe Stark, which if you ask me, was probably the best match on the show. Uh, Saray wins. Uh, She looks great. Zoe Stark looked awesome. I didn't catch the name of Saray's finisher, but it looked great. The whole match was really good. After the match, Stark, after she gets pinned, she gets picked up by Saray. Her and Saray hug. Then Zoe gets attacked by Tony Storm, so it looks like we're going to get another match between those two, maybe a tag match of some kind. And then we get the Cruiserweight Open Title or Cruiserweight Championship Open Challenge match between Kushida and a challenger that decides to come out from the back. This match was really good. Really good between Kushida and Oni Larkin. Again, Kushida wins by submission. Legato Del Fantasma attack Kushida after the match, and then MSK comes out to help Kushida. They're going to have a six-man tag next week. I look forward to that because it's six really, really good wrestlers. But again, the build to this is semi-lackluster because blah. Just blah. Then we get Imperium versus Everrise. Talk about a squash match and a filler match. That's what this was. Imperium wins in a squash. Uh, and that was that, pretty much. A lot of talk about how awesome Imperium is and how much they freaking rule NXT UK. Then we go to the main event, but as Kyle O'Reilly's getting ready to make his entrance, he goes face-to-face with Karrion Cross. They kind of have a stare-down Carrion looks pissed off or like he has to shit. I couldn't tell. Uh, And then O'Reilly leaves, goes out for his match with Cameron Grimes. Grimes and O'Reilly, if Stark and Saray was not the best match on this show, Grimes and O'Reilly was. This was a great match. Because like I said, when they let Cameron Grimes just wrestle and have him drop the gimmicky bullcrap and mentioning Ted DiBiase out of nowhere, because yes, this happened on that, that happened on this show as well. 
Oh my goodness gracious me. I just... Uh. O'Reilly wins with an E from the top rope. And it looks like they're going to go for O'Reilly versus Karrion Cross next, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Like... I'm okay with that. O'Reilly versus Cross makes sense. But, like... Okay, so Adam Cole is out for who knows how long because they've wrote him off TV. He's off TV for who knows how long. Roderick Strong has essentially either been called up to the main roster or they're doing an angle where he quit or... He's leaving the... Co- Who knows? I don't think he's leaving the company. I think we would have heard about that already. But, like... My goodness. And they do all this to basically say, well, we haven't heard from Bobby Fish in months, because we haven't. We haven't seen hide nor hair of Roderick Strong since he quit. And Adam Cole is incapacitated somewhere. So we're going to go with O'Reilly versus Cross. Okay. Well, by, by, by that logic, okay. You could have done a lot of things. You could have done Gargano versus Cross, but that's a heel program. Um... Since you insist on shoving Dexter Loomis down our throats before tonight, he was on a real str- a real roll there in terms of momentum. You know, maybe just unfortunately inject him into all this as much as I don't like Dexter Loomis. And it's not even that I don't like Sam Shaw, who, for those of you that don't know, Sam Shaw from Impact or TNA or whatever you want to call it, that is also Dexter Loomis. It's the same guy. He's just in WWE now. And I don't have a problem with him. I think he's good, but I think the way they're presenting him is stupid. Because they're wasting a perfectly good talent on this gimmick. And I get it. He's big. He's tall. He can make creepy faces. But you're wasting him not only with this gimmick, but with this stupid Indy Hartwell love angle, romance angle, or whatever you want to call it. And it's just stringing on and on and on and on and on. And to me, it's starting to feel like the whole Miro and Kip Sabian versus the Miro and not yeah Miro and Kip Sabian against the best friends. It is getting drawn out to that level to me now. I am so sick of this Dexter Loomis, Indy Hartwell thing. I'm kind of getting sick of the way, which is unfortunate because I like pretty much everybody in it, but they've booked it into the corner of hell. And I, there are people I'm a definitive fan of in that group. Gargano, LeRae, Austin Theory when he stops acting goofy. So, like, again, and I'm not trying to rant here. I didn't hate this show. I just thought it was like flat soda. That's what this show felt like this week was flat, uncarbonated soda that you left the lid off of for an extra half hour too long, and now it tastes like watered-down crap. That's 
that that is what this show was to me. It had a lot of potential. They tried a lot of different things. Most of them didn't work. And I can't even say they tried new things here because they really didn't. They did O'Reilly versus Grimes, which is going to work no matter what you do. No matter how crappy the build was for that match, I still enjoyed it. Uh, the Kushida only Lorcan match was great. Um, Saray looked freaking awesome. And Grizzled Young Vets beating Breezango when Breezango was dressed up like Queen's Guard or whatever Wade Barrett said they were. I thought that was, uh, it was comedy, but it was, at least it wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, stupid. I didn't laugh, but it wasn't stupid. And you beat Breezango again, who have been on the main roster. Uh, Again, I don't know what they're trying to do. There's some of the booking decisions on here on this show were just baffling. The ones that made sense were Saray beating Zoe Stark, Kushida beating Oni Larkin, and Imperium beating Everrise. And you could argue O'Reilly beating Grimes made sense, which it did, but you could go either way on that. You know, both you could make both make sense. But the most sensible booking decisions were made in the back half of the show and you'd already done so much hokey bullshit on the first half of the show that people were probably starting to lose interest. Cause I certainly did. And uh, I don't know. They'll probably do about 800, 900,000 viewers again. And that's about right for this show. But like, I don't know. I didn't watch raw last night and I was gonna, I was going to do what I did last week where I had the NXT review and the raw review be on the same show, but I didn't watch Raw last night. Again, I'm in the middle of moving. My move date is Saturday this weekend. And I want to talk about that a little bit here in a minute as to what the plan is for this, the rest of the shows this week. Because there's going to be more shows this week. I just don't know the dates on them exactly yet. <clears throat> so, AEW Review is going to go up Thursday morning, I do believe. And then, either Thursday or Friday morning. And then, after that, it's going to be... Pretty much this weekend, there's going to be a show this weekend, but it's going to be pre-taped. I'm going to be recording that tomorrow. Um, It's going to be a bit of a different show. I want to see if you guys like the format, and if you guys like it, let me know. We'll do more of them, but it's going to be a different style show. It's not going to be a review. You'll you'll see tomorrow. I want to keep most of it a surprise. I got the idea from a close friend of the show, and I think we're going to try it out, so... That'll be this weekend. You can expect that either Saturday or Sunday, depending on when I get around to uh, editing it. If I can get it recorded and edited tomorrow, that should be up Saturday morning. Um, The reason for no SmackDown review is I will be spending all of Friday and pretty much all of Saturday focusing on moving. So I can't exactly commit to doing a SmackDown review. Now, if one happens, okay, but I wouldn't count on it this week. But after this week, everything pretty much goes back to normal in terms of our schedule, thank goodness, we started this podcast and immediately I realized I was moving. So it threw everything out of whack. Everything is going to get back to normal here soon in terms of our schedule and how things come out. And yeah, we'll be back to the normal schedule here soon. The only thing I'm not putting back on the schedule is Raw reviews because if I watch Monday Night Raw every week, I don't know how much longer I'm going to want to talk about wrestling uh, because Raw legitimately makes me not want to watch wrestling. So and I don't want to watch something that makes me not want to watch wrestling because I love this. I, I love wrestling, but good Lord, Raw is so bad. 
But as for this NXT show, in summary... Well, in summary, this show didn't suck. I thought it was okay. It was just there. It was flat pop in comparison to, you know, what you could have done. And when they announced the card for tonight, I actually thought it was going to be a great show. And I thought they were even going to do better than last week. But, eh, didn't really live up to that for me. I don't know. That's just my opinion, though. Connect with me on Twitter, at Ben Shrewsbury. That's at B-E-N-S-H-R-E-W-S-B-U-R-Y. Uh, I don't have too much more to talk about. I'm sorry. I was kind of all over the place on the show tonight. Um, Bryce is back on Thursday for the AEW review. And then this weekend, I think either me and Bryce or somebody is going to do the show I'm talking about that's going to get recorded tomorrow. I don't know if it's just going to be me on that show or if I'm going to have other people get pulled in, but I will keep you guys posted on that as always on Twitter. And yeah, a lot more content to come, especially starting next week when I'm done moving. The Impact review will go up Monday morning. The Impact uh, Rebellion or whatever this show is called this weekend between Omega and Swan. We are going to be watching that. We are going to be reviewing that. So everything is going to go back to normal pretty much Sunday. It's going to start Sunday when everything's going to start to go back to normal. And then the video shows start Actually, I think the video shows are going to start with the Impact show. I don't know. I got to check with Bryce to make sure on that. But either the video shows start Monday morning or Tuesday night with the NXT review. Again, I have to double check that because I'm not 100% sure. But that's pretty much that. That's all I've got for tonight. Uh, I hope you guys have a good rest of your evening tonight. By the time you guys are hearing this, it'll be about 10, 10 central. I wanted to get this quick NXT post show out for you. Uh, the next time you hear my voice will be Thursday when I co- when me and Bryce come back at you for the AEW review. Uh, the special show we're doing on Saturday and then the Impact review on Sunday. That's what the rest of our week looks like. As always, like I said, follow me on Twitter. Go to BetterHelp.com spark and support our sponsors, BetterHelp, while also getting 10% off your first month of professional mental health counseling. But yeah, thanks again to our sponsor, BetterHelp. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much for the increased support the last week. I've been seeing it. The numbers are way up. I wanted to thank you guys so much for that. Welcome to all the new people, and I know there's a lot of new listeners coming in. Thank you guys. I hope you guys stick around. I hope you guys enjoy the shows. Lots more to come. Stay tuned. Everybody have a great rest of your night. Have a good day tomorrow. We'll be back here Thursday for AEW. Peace out, people.